Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. Uh, this is going to be the last one of 2022, and I thought there's no one else better to celebrate this with. Also, no one else I could even do this with than Jen. Jen, what is up? Hi. You make me sound like um, like a a guest host, yep. and then you brought me back for this episode. Do you like Do you like the holidays? Are you like a holidays person? Yes, but I feel like the Grinch when I say this, but I feel like this holiday season has felt really long for some reason. Like like the 2022 holiday? Yeah, like I don't know. Like I just am like, is it not Christmas yet? And it's like, no, there's like another week to go. Um, but I think it's because like everybody nowadays just starts so early. Like literally you just skip Thanksgiving and after Halloween people are getting into the spirit and decorating their houses and do you decorate no I'm, i have a tree so i put that up but like i don't do it like before thanksgiving i barely do it the first week of december so but then when do you take it down um, you can stretch into mid-january depending on what Is i'm that, doing oh, oh wait you, so that noise you made was like you think it, it's of shame to... of shame yes. yo i leave mine up until the spring I'm sorry, but then <laughs> do you light it on like too? No, no, no. I just like you just. I don't want to take it. It's just there. Okay, yeah. yeah. You um clearly we both have like fake trees. Oh yeah, no, I no Jen, I'm talking about like my outside decorations. Oh yeah. Like, I don't even take it down until like March. Okay, well it's fine. Um, I just all my neighbors it, like... take it down. I'm just like. <laughs> I don't care. Like, uh, but then why in March do you take it down? You're like, I've had enough. Because that's when it's like really embarrassing. Okay, so then you just have to wait until the shame creeps in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until I'm like really embarrassed. I'm like, oh god, yeah. I guess that is really bad. Well, I can't wait to see your outside. I don't know what you do for decorations and stuff, but that's exciting. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna see you soon. I'm gonna see you soon. Okay. Um, no one cares about that. All right. What we're doing today, right? Uh. You know, I think we've in the past, like every year, we do our annual like best of stuff. But I think a lot of the the movies and TV shows on our best of list we've talked about. Uh, I think use the adjective uh, exhaustively, mm-hmm. and so I think what we're gonna do with with this last episode of the year is kind of give shine to the things that we haven't really talked about yet that would also kind of like make our our best of list. So you know, we didn't want to double dip or you know talk about the same thing ad nauseum i am so, very well aware that i feel like in every uh especially every uh episode we've recorded this year we've literally talked about a lot of like, like some of these things you know like yeah. um ha- i can't like, count how many times i've talked about abbott elementary it's like a and drinking when, game and when especially when it has nothing to do with what we're talking about i just find ways to talk about it yeah and, you know so we're not going to talk about it i mean we'll like mention it but we're not going to talk about it yeah, you know? so we made a very um, concerted effort. Concerted effort to uh, expand our palettes, and by palettes, Damn, did I you mean see that I just finished your sentence. Did you Did you see that? Do you think we're becoming the same person? That was sick. That was <laughs> that was what you were looking for, right? Like that was yeah, like, yeah. For, right? Thank oh, you, God, thank you for this. Cool. Um. All right. Why don't we go into our list? I think you and I have three things each that we wanted mm-hmm. to highlight, and I think for you know. I don't, you didn't give me like these instructions, but I think for both of us, they're different um, kind of sections of, of pop culture 
for both of us, which uh, just like happened to work out, right? Yeah. So why I don't think, you go I first? Mean, yeah, okay. So you're right. I, but I think this is also just the way that we have maybe gravitated towards uh, in recent days, but uh, or yeah, recent episodes. Um, I am going to lump two movies into uh, one pick, mm-hmm. not because they're anything alike, but um, just for time's sake. So I am pretty sure that we've talked about everything everywhere all at once. Steve, you did watch this, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I watched it, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if you liked it as much as I did, um, but... Not as much as you. I liked it, but not as much as you. I hate the multiverse. I'm beginning to d- really dislike the multiverse because I think I find it kind of confusing and plot hole heavy and and sort of like you can excuse plot holes in multiverse heavy movies yeah. and just kind of explain yeah. it away. That's true. Um, but if I were to pick the best multiverse movie, at least of this year, and I think the other contender is what maybe Doctor Strange, um, everything everywhere all at once, I think just like kind of blows it all away um it's it's uh emotional it's familial it is um action-packed but like it really gives a vehicle for these four I would say key actors to shine so obviously Michelle Yeoh um she is quite wonderful in this movie and I think if you just know her as like I don't know Crouching Tiger or even like Tiger Mom from like crazy rich Asians like she plays like the the multiverse really allows her and everybody in this movie to to kind of show very different um sides of 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 what they're what they're capable of um uh Jamie Lee Curtis is really great in this movie um the daughter uh in the movie her name's Stephanie Shu she's like not relatively a newcomer but she um has probably been in less things than some of the other others here um i thought she was just really really fantastic but i really really loved um uh kihui kwan um who is who plays her husband waymond um so good so good and his story like to get to this point is like so like fantastic i don't want to get into it so look up like wh- how you mean in real he, life right yeah yeah, yeah he's yeah, a yeah, child yeah. actor and he was in like some really 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 like big big round, movies right? mm-hmm. and then took a break um not necessarily because he wanted to take a break but because you know like there just weren't that many roles for asian men yeah. um and then we're working was working behind the scenes and, and then um uh watched crazy rich asians and decided and like felt like he needed to be back in front of the camera and, and kind of like, you know, this kind of came to him. And, um, you know, when a movie is released like in January, February, and like it gets like Oscar buzz, oftentimes like that will taper off or like it's really hard to keep the momentum up. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Like the minute it came out, everybody, like people were talking about best picture, best actor, best actress, like whatever. I think the momentum's still really strong and they've been winning or and being nominated for like all the key critics awards and mm. um I don't know, the Golden Globes is just like a joke, but like um <laughs> uh like they're hitting all the marks. So yeah. I get the feeling that this momentum will continue. I just really, really love it. It is confusing, it is chaotic, and if you go into it knowing that, then I think you'll have a good time. And if you go into it thinking this is going to be a very linear movie, you are going to be so confused. But um, 
whether I think you that's love what it helped or, me. Yeah, honest. like you just knowing that it, you're just going to be confused and it's yeah. going to be shocking. Yeah, it's going to be shocking and profound and hilarious all at once. And I think it is literally everything all at once. Um, so uh, I don't know. I just I thought it was whether you like it or not. Like I think you can't deny that it was innovative and um, something new and. Um, you know, I think you and I talk quite often about like franchises and IPs that are like recycled and um, just things that like we see time and time again. And this was completely, completely new. And I think that's also part of why I loved it so much. So everything, everywhere, all at once. I will talk a little bit less about Decision to Leave, but it's um, Pak Chanuk's uh, latest film. Um, you know him from being the director of Old Boy. I love him i love all of his movies He's good. the handmaiden on amazon prime is like one of my favorite movies um of his although old boy actually remains one of my favorite movies of all time um Sidebar. To, yeah have, when's the last time you when's the last time you watched that old boy yeah i would say i i maybe five years ago Oh, that's not that's not that long ago. Yeah, okay. I re I rewatched it not fairly recently, but like recently enough, and like to me, it still holds up. Um, why? What? What do you think? Oh, it, it's just um, it, I, I don't know if it's like a tough watch or mm-hmm. not. It is a tough I, watch. You know what it is? No, what I mean is obviously tough watch. <laughs> I think <laughs> my thing with that with that movie is um. Like I don't know if it gets easier or harder to watch with time. Mm. Like, I can't. I can't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll. Ha- maybe I'll try to rewatch it now, mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you and I can sidebar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. off of That's, this, but yeah, yeah. Um, I don't mean oh, to. God, like so totally good. No, 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 no. But you know, I think just going off of that, like any movie that he makes, I think has a lot of expectations and a lot of pressure of riding on it and decision to leave is like really not like his other movies i think it's much more like mm. not simple but like quieter but there's like this like punch that comes with um just how quiet it is because it's such a beautiful movie too like the way that it's shot and like just the artistic like you know like sometimes like characters are um shot in front of like brilliant get like wallpaper and like it's just shot by shot it's very very beautiful but like it's so um I can't really explain it other than it's a it's it's a story about an ethically challenged romance I will say so it's about a um, a woman who is accused of murdering her husband and it's a it's the cop or it's the investigator who's sort of like investigating what really happened there and so I'm gonna just leave it at being ethically challenged romance like I think you can kind of like piece together like that they like are obviously like attracted to each other and like how is that like morally like ethically like is that right or wrong and all this stuff but like you know he plays with language barriers because um it's a Korean movie um with Korean characters and like um the main character, the main female character, Tang Wei, is a, is a, like a superstar. Um, is a super, like, Chinese superstar. And, like, she uh, plays a Chinese um, 
expat in Korea. So like there's like a language barrier and they play with that and that like folds into the story and um, into the relationships that she builds in Korea and like all this stuff. So it's really like it's a labyrinth of like late like complex layers and and like a cat and mouse game and it's just like it's a lot of different things I didn't know what I I didn't know what to expect and and it's a movie that I like thought about for a long time after I watched it so I really really oh those are the best yeah yeah so I hope you get a chance to watch it some wait where is it where's it streaming you know what? I watched it in the theater, oh, but I actually think it's on Amazon Prime now, and I'm gonna look it up for you because I would like oh, for no. you to watch it. Um, I also want you to not expect like old boy. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not an. Action oh, you yeah, know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, and so I, you know, I don't know that it's anywhere right now, other than if you wanted to rent or buy. But I'll let you know when it's like okay. streaming somewhere. Yeah. Okay. So I highly recommend. Um decision to leave i think it is korea's entry into the international film um submission for the oscars so we may see it competing against some uh foreign films come february we may not but yeah that's that's uh, korea officially submitted uh, this movie for for consideration so yeah why don't you take it away okay all right uh you know what? I'm going to stick with the same theme. The movie that I want to talk about is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's called Hustle. Okay. And it's, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it stars uh, Adam Sandler and Willie Hernan Gomez. Willie Hernan Gomez is a, uh, he's an NBA player. Uh, he's about, he's probably like 24, 25 or something like that. But is this pl- his first acting role? Willie Hernan Gomez? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It features a lot of cameos from not just like NBA players, but people in NBA circles, like you know, coaches, GMs, um, executives, and stuff. Even some like uh, some owners, uh, people on the board of governors, and it's essentially about Adam Sandler playing an NBA scout, and kind of like it's almost like an ode to like that lifestyle. You know, I think a lot of people, um, you know, know about what it's like to be an NBA player, maybe not, not know what it's like, but you know, we kind of like, uh, people like glamorize it, especially because of like social media and stuff. And mm-hmm. then, you know, even now with like social media and, you know, sports journalism and, uh, you know, sports media being the way it is, we also feel like we know what it's like to be, you know, like a, like, you know, the, like the, even the owners and the executives and the coaches are like kind of celebrities, but mm-hmm. then, um, so so many or so much of the NBA population are international players now. And so a lot of these scouts, like to be a scout, you can't just like stay domestic. Like, yeah, you have to travel to like high school gyms to, to see these players and like college games, to see these players, but there are all these players. There's just as many um, prospects like overseas and it's like not contained in a country. It's like barely on like a continent, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what it's like to, you know, long nights, flights, you know, can't eat well, um, your circadian rhythm is like all over the place. So yeah. uh it, it it like goes into that. And I will say, uh the people that I've talked to about this movie and kind of discuss discuss like, you know, how good it is, um, it won't like blow you away, especially if you know because it, it acts com- almost like an introduction to that world and if you're already like quasi familiar with it it does leave you wanting a little more it doesn't really go that deep into it but 
it's just like wild to see that on the on the screen. Um, and I will say more than Adam Sandler, more than Willie Hernan Gomez. Um, Jen, you haven't watched it yet, right? No. And the thing, and I was telling you, I was just like, I totally have meant to watch it. But like the minute yeah. it came out, and I just right, added right. it to my list, and I like never did. Okay. There's. You know, screw it. I'll just tell you. It's not. I'm not spoiling. You it, can. Obviously. I mean, literally, I don't no, care about spoilers. No, you know what it is. There's a an NBA player that plays a character, not himself. Most people play themselves, but there's a uh, a a player who acts as like a fictional character, Anthony Edwards, who towards the end of the movie kind of acts almost like the antagonist, and he is. I could not believe how good he was, and so I can't wait for you to to watch it and tell me like what your favorite parts or like who your favorite what what was like your favorite performance? Because for me, it wasn't even Adam Sandler. It was like this NBA player, and maybe it's because I didn't I expected so little because professional athletes rarely make or rarely have good performances, but it blew me away, and I'm very curious as to like whether or not you will as someone who like has no relationship with these players with the NBA, yeah yeah like if you will kind of like draw the same conclusion you know okay what yes so sorry so this anthony edwards guy <laughs> is fictional yeah sorry i don't know why i'm laughing yeah <laughs> <laughs> anthony edwards is a real person the character playing a fictional movie. yeah yeah guy. he does not play himself he does not play anthony edwards but there are other players playing themselves in the movie. Most of them play themselves, yeah. Is that a choice deliberately made because they needed like a sort of like an antagonist and like they can't exactly. make anybody in real life an antagonist? Exactly. Okay, yes. okay, exactly. okay, cool. Okay, got it. And th- these are not actors. They're literally real life NBA yeah, yeah. players. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Cool. 100%. 100%. Yeah, so uh, I... Like, sometimes I wonder if, like, oh, is it because I love basketball and mm-hmm. the NBA? Like, is that why I enjoyed it? But the more I seem to, like, look online and stuff, it, it seems like people who don't like basketball at all, excuse me, um, just, like, really enjoyed it, you know? So, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's on my list. Do you know 100%. I love Adam Sandler? Like, I love Adam Sandler. Really? Yeah, I love Adam Sandler. So I will definitely watch it. Um <laughs> I love him. I don't know. Real? I yeah. No, I didn't know that. He is to me just such a. I don't know. Um, he can he can do comedy obviously, but then he can do non comedy obviously, right? Like the punch drunk love, like uncut yeah, jokes type yeah, of yeah. Adam. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, but he just seems like a regular guy, and I just I really love that about him. Like he's a millionaire, billionaire, and like he literally walks around in like oversized t-shirts and oh yeah that's true loose yeah, jeans yeah, yeah. and he's a dad you know like you just dad bod like i don't know like i just i don't know i like people who are just like not like super um uh like they're like a list celebrities but like they don't they literally look like your neighbor next door do you know what i yeah, mean he doesn't seem to take himself like super yes seriously. yes that yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. No, I get it. I get it. Um, so yeah, that's my first one, Hustle. Like, if you haven't watched it, it's it's on Netflix. It's not super long. The performances are really solid, especially if 
taken in the context of like none of them are like actors. These are just NBA players like in a movie. Mm-hmm. It's good. And mm-hmm. honestly, it's it solves the worst part of sports movies for me, which is the sports. Mm. They have to cut it and edit it in a way where it's like you don't know that these people cannot perform these like physical tasks and you're just watching people play the highest level of basketball and yeah, it's yeah. awesome yeah. you know it's part of a a movie that is coherent and well acted so yeah hustle give it a try I, i'm actually really i'm very curious as to like what your feedback is gonna be i'm gonna watch it I'm, I'm sure you're gonna like it i'm sure yeah. you're gonna like it but yeah just tell me what you think about about the performances I will watch it today. Okay, perfect, perfect. What's your next thing? Um, my next thing is something that you don't care about at all, <laughs> but it defined my life a little bit this year, so I'm gonna just talk about it. Oh, but, um, I, I would me- disagree. I would disagree, Jen. Okay. That okay. last day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, this year I got really into a specific K-pop group which I will talk about in a minute. But oh. to me, as like a casual no, follower of K-pop. Right. I thought you were going, sorry. Oh, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what you... No, do you I want me to flip the script? Can you? Is it too yeah. late? No, no, no. Okay, guys, okay. hold, please. I'm going to now... You know, if Steve and I knew how to edit, <laughs> we would just... I mean, I could, I could edit it. No, I could edit no, it. I just no, think why rob feet? people of this, like, yeah, listening yeah, yeah. to our chaos? No. So you want me to talk about my third thing. Okay, got it. Um, the World Cup. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think that uh, uh, I think that uh, maybe I did talk about this a little bit in the last podcast. It might have so. been my obsession um, because the World Cup was just like so many starting. Things have happened since- so many things have happened since then. And like Steve like has like really like just, I don't know, found a lot of joy in hearing me explain things to him and i don't even Before know what on, i'm saying on. yeah on sunday yeah you were talking about it the way i've talked like you were talking about as passionately and as intricately as anything else i have talked to you about like any of my passion when that but that like you actually know in and out ins and outs yeah. of yeah but then but then at the very end I think I said something like, man, I was like, what does that mean? You said a word that I wasn't sure about. And I was like, what does that mean? And you looked at me, you said, I don't know. Like, was it offside? It was, was no, no, was it offside? No, because I know what offsides means. Because that's like. Uh, Was it a hat trick? No, 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 no. So many times I'm like, I actually don't know what that means. Oh, maybe it was hat trick. And you're like, hat trick. I'm like, oh, yeah. And you're like, I don't even know what that means. I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three of them. Whatever. I don't understand the technicalities of stuff. But the World Cup to me, you know, I really get into the Olympics every four years. I get into the World Cup every four years. And every four years during the World Cup, I just denounce my nationality and become like a full on Korean person. Just want Team Korea to win. Um, Win as much as they can because, you know, they will never actually win the World Cup. But whatever. Fine. Um, this World Cup was so interesting to me because as somebody who has boycotted the NFL for like various reasons and mm. um, I was fully prepared to just like not care about this World Cup and not not care, but like 
intentionally not care. Yeah, because of all the controversies. Oh, but um, where it is located. Yes, but that has made this World Cup the most memorable (laughs) in recent history. And I, like, cannot deny, deny all of this. But, like, can I tell you a little bit about, so, you know, this spans back, like, 10 years ago when, like, when the bidding for this, this, um, oh, we're going this here. round, okay. yeah, for yeah, the yeah, 2022 yeah. World Cup, like, started, there was, like, all these allegations of corruption. I mean, right. I think it's pretty well known that, like, FIFA well um, is, yeah. They're so the worst. Like, they're the worst. worst, and there's really nothing that you can do about it, I guess, because they're so powerful. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> allegations of corruption during bidding, you know, a country that has never even qualified for the World Cup ever, beating out other super for sports countries so and hosts like the US, Australia, Japan. So like that in itself was just like like okay, there's stuff going on here. And then you get the um the fact that once you got this, then there was a controversial decision to move it move the world cup to the winter because it really isn't supposed to be this late in the year it's yeah. really not to avoid qatar's intense like summer heat i guess like we're playing in their winter but it's still like 90 degrees but it's like better than like i don't know like 120 degrees so um it's just further proof of like fifa bending over backwards to accommodate like an already questionable yeah. host right yeah and then and then this idea of like do you have you ever heard of, heard of the term sports washing? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. whitewashing, but like basically you're using like something sports. like this sports yeah. World Cup hosting the World Cup hosting the Olympics, whatever, to like sports wash human rights atrocities or like it's basically repressive governments like using this type of stuff to like draw attention away from like their record on human rights or to like fluff up their like international reputation. So like Qatar has like, you know, obviously like criticized like LGBTQ rights for years. They've like snuffed out like freedom of expression, like repressed journalism, journalists. Um, And then, but also what's at, what also adds to this is like the tournament infrastructure it was literally built on the backs of like all these migrant workers i think their migrant like labor workers make up about like 90 yeah. percent of of the workforce so like 90 yep. percent of um of people working in qatar in these like labor jobs are not even like citizens they're like people from like india and like all these other countries and um all these human rights groups um, estimate that about 6,500 migrants have died building Jeez. all of these things. Like that's in, that's an insane number. Um, and you know, people who have been quote unquote fortunate enough not to die. Um, there's reports that you know they've endured a, an array of abuses, including wage theft, because excessive working hours, like dangerous, obvious dangerous working and living conditions. So like. It's just, like, so much shit going into it. And, like, and I was just, like, I can't support this. And then the games begin, and I'm, like, I'm in I love it. it. I love this so much. I, I Yeah. So, basically, like, a lot of stuff happened um, that made this, like, so interesting and fun. So, like, basically, you have, like, these, like, powerhouses of, like, Ronaldo and Messi, like, these, this is, this, they're, you know, hitting their prime age of 35 or whatever, and so this is, like, effectively, like, their last World Cup, and, like, how are their legacies going to, like, 
be built or like be tarnished here like so you have stories like that going into it you have like underdogs like japan knocking out like germany like morocco making it to the top four like the, the crazy stuff that like is not supposed to happen happening and if and it was then, in a movie you'd be like oh that's too unrealistic it's so unrealistic my bias obviously south korea like them winning over portugal in their group in their group thing um and then you know how like all the rankings just when you're stuck in a group with like uh, four other countries and like your performances sort of get stacked up against each other so like they end up going through um on, because the other two like um countries that happen to be um vying for like the top two spots like they like just fell short of like goals like it's just like it's just like it was like so exciting <laughs> And then, Steve, and then, Steve, <laughs> Tell me more, tell me more. The most exciting game happened on Sunday, yesterday. Um, and it was really funny because, like, I told our pastor this, but, like, he's, like, sermonizing about, like, not having idols and, like, whatever. And, like, all of us are, like, on our phones watching this game. <laughs> like, literally, I, like, looked up at some point. And I was just like, okay, like, people are not paying attention. Um or, like, we were out in the hallway, like, just, like, watching this game. And, like, it was, like, the most, like, I couldn't even watch the game. Like, I had to watch it through somebody else. Like, I was watching their reaction. It was a little kid who was watching it. And we were both rooting for Argentina. And, like, by the time <laughs> I got into the penalty kings, like, I was just, like, I can't watch this. So I was just, like, watching him, like, react. And I was, like, did, did, did we score? Um, but, you know, what a, what a, like, you couldn't have even scripted it better, right? Like, the two most. The game was wild. The two goats, right? Like, Messi of Argentina Mbappe of France like they both score they both do like play the game of their lives it it like goes into overtime it goes oh into God. penalty kicks like you can't script this it's like it's not like a one to zero game like it literally is just like powerhouse titan teams like playing and like also watching that game was so like okay like this is how soccer is supposed to be played so like there's such a difference right. between like and I don't really actually like know what you do about that like how you like I don't know make an even playing field for everybody I don't think you can but like it just was like such a fun game and like I don't know I was like super into it and obviously I've been really into all of this and I've been telling you and you've been indulging me and um I think you got a little bit of it yesterday because I think you got you also found it really entertaining watching I mean, it, you know, th like yesterday's final was you didn't have you don't have to like soccer to enjoy that game. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to like sports to enjoy that game. That was yeah. the craziest game I've ever maybe not the craziest is one of the craziest games I've ever seen. And I'm not talking about soccer. I'm just talking about like in general. Yeah. You know, yeah. and. It was so entertaining. And I think if you just know a little bit about Messi, that's really all it takes to all of a sudden find yourself rooting for him. Mm -hmm. Like he's a member of your family. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some people that were rooting for, for France. And I think, you know. Um, I think there are a lot of people. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's awesome. Like that's one of those rare times and rare moments where it's like does not matter what you think, what you believe, what you care about, it's very easy to kind of get wrapped up in the in the World Cup. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, mm -hmm. no, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. I remember at first I was like, 
I think you were the first person I like went to find after the game ended because I was like, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she watched. I'm, I'm sure, sure she she's. Has. I'm sure she cares. <laughs> I'm sure she's watching. Or I guess what I didn't know is that you were watching someone else's face. The information. I was watching Benny's face. Yeah, and I was like, but I'm sure like she knows exactly what's going on. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, great. no, it was yeah, that. It was great. That, it, it was great. I, I don't. I I will say I don't wish I had gotten into it more beforehand, but yeah, I'm 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 glad I snuck it in there when I did. That's yeah, all. and you got a taste of it. I so. got a taste of yep. it. Yeah, I got a taste of it. And uh, 2026, it will be in North America, so it'll be even closer. Yeah, it'll be between Mexico, the United States, and Canada, and there's lots. Wait, of is that normal for it to be in like? Different I don't think states. so. I don't think so. But I think that um, I, you know what? I'll get back to you on that. Okay. No, I don't think I don't think a continent like typically hosts. But um, I don't know that each of the three countries have enough stadium. I don't know. Maybe I I'm not sure. Maybe like we all just sort of went in on it together. But it also means that automatically Mexico, Canada, and the U.S. are in the World Cup, and then what's also going to be different about the the next World Cup is that there will be more countries um, playing too. So oh, a lot of the rules are changing, uh, but there's rumors that um, the final games, the finals, will have to be played. I think in the U.S. just because I think it like space wise and stuff. And if yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. case, then it has to. I think it's going to be like either coast. So there's a really good chance that where we live, Steve MetLife, like, can host. There's might no be, way. Might be the host of the I, I, Okay, listen, I'm not going to say no way. Okay. But I feel like the mo the more, what is more likely is the West LA? Coast. LA? Yeah, because, you know, Met, we have MetLife over here on the East Coast, but, like, over there on the West Coast, they have all these, like, college football stadiums that can hold, like, just so many more people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they also have SoFi. Yes. Um, I just, I would be shocked if it's MetLife. I'm letting you know, cause I don't live that far from MetLife. I'm maybe, maybe like ten minutes away. Um, by then, if that's the case, I'm going to rent out my house. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm gonna rent out my house, cause I think that's. This is such a tangent. I my neighbors told me that back when the Super Bowl was at MetLife, people mm-hmm. used to rent out their their driveways just so people. Had can like tailgate spot no just so they had a guaranteed spot and then they ride share uh-huh. to, to the stadium if that's the case i'm not only am i going to do that uh rent out my driveway i might rent out my home yeah where are you gonna go <laughs> yeah you know um yeah. yeah i would i would be totally down for that but anyway okay, that's, well you work we, on that <laughs> we'll, we'll see we'll see in four years um yes. no but that's a, right. that's a good one so what is your next um, favorite thing of 2022? Okay. Um, I'm also going to kind of take it in like a direction we don't really go in. Like you went sports. I'm going to go um, to YouTube. And mm-hmm. I have uh, – and I, I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about him before like a long time ago. But I'm, I'm super into him right now. Have been for a while. Mr. Beast on YouTube. It is it, – Something I know, so you know, I work with um, I work with children for like my occupation, and that is something that I can always like 
bank on being able to like I mentioned him and like the kids will like look me square in my eyes and we'll just like look at each other and be like yep you and I are the same <laughs> like there's not there's not a lot that like separates us you know um you and I are the same I I see that you love him as much as I do or you watch him as much as I do I'll say it's like um I'm just like and I, I think Jen you and I I might be more than you, but, um, you know, we're, like, the same age. I feel like people our age don't really subscribe to YouTube channels. We don't really, like, log in and, like, watch. We just kind of, like, just go to YouTube and we'll just, like... Watch random stuff. Watch random... Or, like, manually check. We don't rely on, like, notifications to see if people have updated or uploaded, like, a new video. Um, Mr. Beast is the only YouTube channel... I, I go out of my way to go... Because, you know, I have to stay logged in for, like, Gmail, right? And so when I'm on YouTube, I'll click on the thing be like, turn on incognito mode. Because I, I don't want YouTube knowing, like, that I spend hours watching, like, movie trailers and, like, re-watching scenes from movies and TV shows. You know, or, or like, whatever. Um, but how are they going to understand your algorithm if you do that? That's the thing. I don't want an algorithm. Okay. You so, just want a clean page. Yes, exactly. I want Don't tell me what guy? you think I like. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, he's the only one that I subscribe to. Can you describe for everybody what he does? Yeah, like, sure. What is his content, really? So it, he started off, like, uploading, like, you know, random things. He he really went viral, like, a few years ago. And, and I know this because I went back into his, like, history. He has every video he's, like, ever uploaded still up there. And uh, he would, like, count to ridiculous numbers, and he would record himself and then upload it. And so these videos are, like, hours long, and he'd record himself counting from 1 to Mm 100,000. And then he did it again from, like, that's from, like, 100,001 to, like, you know, 300,000. And then, like, or, like, whatever. And then people, like, were really into it. And he... It's very bizarre. Like by his own admission, he was he wasn't very good at school. Like he couldn't concentrate enough in class. But then he could he had so much discipline in doing things like on camera for YouTube. And he was like, Oh, like I guess that is like the skill set that I possess that he possesses. And he is so hyper focused on success on YouTube. Like he he and his team like pour over like algorithms and you know um, metrics to figure out like what is uh, successful and so that's not even like an idea but it's even like the format and the layout of the videos themselves like you have to do this in the first five seconds you have to do this in the first minute you have to do this Mm -hmm, in the first mm -hmm, 10 mm -hmm. so on and so forth and listen let me tell you something it works I don't know what he's doing but I can't stop watching and I like want so many more videos but because and people accuse him not accuse him he he generates a ton of views and therefore we all assume like a ton of revenue for his YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And he is claimed that like he doesn't really see much of it because he reinvests all of it back into his videos, whether it's like the the props, the um the shooting locations, the licenses. So he's not I like think, a millionaire because no, no, he doesn't seem like it. He by I mean no one knows for sure, but that's what he claims. Um and I think 
uh, a lot of it also goes back into like his i think he probably has like a he's incorporated or like has an llc um of like employees like a media company that produces like these videos now you know um you knew him because i mentioned to you that he was the guy who like came to the mall i mean we were just talking about metlife uh the american dream mall over here in uh uh east rutherford and you know you and i know like that mall sees some foot traffic not not too much but like yeah there were tens of thousands of people that packed out that mall because he opened up like a burger spot there i was like wait is this the guy who has the burger joint and you were like yeah and i was like why? i i wanted to why? go so bad but i couldn't have, I was, you I haven't tried it yet no I, I haven't should we try it this week <laughs> i listen i'm so down i'm okay. so down tell your tell you, your wife you and i you and i have to talk about the menu anyway later yeah, tell your um, wife. yeah but no, no i mean it's i i love this guy i don't know and okay. i don't i can't can you really, when when we are done here can you or maybe tell the listeners like if there's one video that you could recommend like can oh, you just recommend uh, yeah 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 no easy easy um so it's he recreated squid games so okay every, i think every, i heard about this every trial on squid games um he just like recreated is this a um like four hour video no 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 no, no, no. it's just the it's just the games yeah, you know, but... like the challenges, it's just that. And he gets like a hundred people or no, whatever number it is, I forget. And um, the last one, I mean, obviously there's no like fight to the death at the end, you know? <laughs> so they have to take like certain like liberties or whatever, but in general, it's just that, you know? Um, it's it's awesome. That's a, that's a great one. That's okay. a really, and I'll after watch. that, you, you end up like going down like a rabbit hole, essentially. So his production value is super high. Oh, hence so he's not. He's that's why he's not making any money, really. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So high, so high. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, so today I have to go watch Hustle and the Squid Game recreation oh, you could, by Mr. Beast. You could, yeah, you could easily watch those. Okay, like cool. in in one, maybe not one sitting, but yeah, no, you could easily easily. Okay. Watch those. Okay. So yeah, that's my second one. What about you? What's your next one? Um. I, I just really spoiled it earlier, but um, it's just I got I got really into K-pop. I'm just gonna say it. So I got really into K-pop because I I'm I'm still a casual listener. I wouldn't say that I listen to K-pop exclusively or whatever, but um, I find the entire culture really really fascinating, Steve. Like the way that um, idols, not just the way that they train and they they're whatever, but like it's all the marketing stuff around it. You know, like um, you know when like when you and I used to, when you and I were growing up, like we would only buy one copy of an album because that's all you we needed, right? Like, yeah. Um, K-pop, the machinery of it. Uh, so okay, I'm just gonna use my group as an example. So my group, Icon, um, with the K, um, my favorite group. Uh, they release a, a released a mini album this year. There are uh four versions of this album, Steve. Um, it's the same album with um, the same songs, but there's a red color version, there's a green color version, and right. there is a CD version, but there's like a book version. Um, so there's four different versions. Uh, if you were a real fan or a real collector, you would collect all of them. I only have one right. copy. Thank you very much. Um, but what is 
like the thing that draws everybody is that like when you open your album, you get these photo cards of your of of a member, right? So uh you only get like three cards or whatever the number may be. Mm-hmm. It's not every member. So this is where people get crazy and they do trades online they sell oh, these cards oh, you buy yeah. albums you buy more albums to, so you can quote unquote pull your favorite member if you have your favorite member that's great if you don't then you know you go into a frenzy to, to try to find out how you can trade for other members how you can like sell how you can buy more things so like it just it, it creates this economy that is just like yeah, really yeah. completely fascinating and like I am nowhere near any of this stuff because I like barely know how that works and like i bought an album it did not have my favorite member in it i was fine um whatever anyways um in general i feel like k-pop had a really interesting season because all of these like um older groups had some had like comebacks or like just things that they were actively doing this year so like i don't know if you've heard of any of these groups but like girls generation they came back together as a group in like the, for only, the first time in five me. years mm-hmm. yeah. um sai released his first single in five years um big bang which is my other favorite group came back at, like for the first time in four years so like there was a lot of that going on but then there were a lot of like new groups and like i really don't listen to new music and I don't care but like some of the girl groups that came out like really exploded in popularity and like Mm -hmm. some of their songs are pretty catchy so like you have a group called like New Jeans and um there's like they are a completely new group but their songs were like like were at the top of the charts because they were really catchy there's a group called I've they've spent like the entire year like on the top of the charts because like their songs were catchy so like K-pop's just like a kind of like a fun thing, whether you're a casual person, like casual listener, or you get really, really invested in, into a group and you like go buck wild and crazy and drive your friends crazy by because that's all you want to talk about. So, you know, <laughs> pick your poison. But it was just it was it was a good year. And I don't know, like I like I would be remiss if I didn't like say or put that on top of like my top whatever my favorites of this year, because it really did define um, a lot of my activities for this year. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. And your brother got really into K-pop, by the way. What? Yeah, your brother's really into Blackpink, and I don't know what? why. Yeah. Do you not know this? Do you not know this no. about your brother? I had, I had, I had no idea. You should talk to him more, but yeah, you should talk to him about it. He, we talk plenty. We talk I plenty. I know you do. I know you do. I know you do. Um, he's probably selective about what he tells you or what he talks to you about. But yeah, he got really, really into Blackpink. I don't know why. So when I went to go see them, huh. I ended up buying him a hat because I was like, I'm sorry that you're not seeing them and I am. Here's a hat. Um, you better okay. wear that hat, Steve, because merch is not cheap. But uh, but yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. No, um, you know what? I'm going to... So then this would be this would be kind of like my my last mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. um i'm gonna go back to uh a familiar friend okay um we're going back to star wars <laughs> okay mm-hmm. tv show called andor i've mentioned it before on the pod it is uh set it's like a prequel to a prequel so you know a few years ago uh, Star Wars Rogue One comes out. Uh, originally, 
directed by Gareth Edwards. I think, you know, there's some stuff going on. And then uh, Tony Gilroy takes over, um, you know, screenwriting duties. He might have even ended up taking over directing duties. But um, they ask him to... So Rogue One is a prequel to the original 1977 Star Wars A New Hope. Like the the events of Rogue One lead directly into the very first Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um and it stars uh Diego Luna and um I think it's Felicity shoot, what's her last name? Jones? Wait, is it Felicity yeah, Jones? Yeah, I, I think it's Felicity Jones, yeah. Okay. Um and uh Diego Luna plays this character named Cassian Andor. Uh, and so this past year, uh, I think they've been working on the script for a while now, for a few years now, I think even pre-COVID. Um, but then they make this TV show called Andor, which is the prequel to Rogue One, which is, you know, how Andor, Cassian Andor becomes the character he is in, in Rogue One. That's it, it, As I say, it, it's all very boring. But mm-hmm. what is not boring is this TV show. It is bananas. It is so good. It is so good. And I think the best part of this Jen is and the reason I'm so confident talking about this and asking you to watch it mm-hmm. is because it has very little to actually do with Star Wars. There are times I don't even remember that it's a Star Wars like universe that, show. Yep. It is so good, so well written, so well cast, so well uh acted. It if you change some of the details and made it like not set in Star Wars, mm-hmm. it would it still would just be, be a yeah. It okay. would. It, this is just a great show that by chance happens to be set in the Star Wars universe. Does not need to be. It just yeah. is. Yeah. And there are two ways of watching this that I've seen when I talk to people. Um, do you remember when we watched Wandavision, and people were dissecting every little thing like what's mm-hmm, going to happen mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. this person actually you know this character and people had all these like uh, theories and there are all these rumors and some people like oh is this actually reed richards is this actually um, mephisto do you remember like all that kind of dialogue surrounding yeah it? yeah you could do that with this too if you want to you okay could. i choose not to because i think hmm I have to be careful what adjective I use. I just find that to be a waste of my time. Okay. To be honest with you, I've done it and I've seen it not pay off so often that I'm like, you know, I'm just going to, if it cannot capture my attention, just like on first watch, I don't need to do this um, like extracurricular work to find enjoyment in this. Yeah. I'm not going yeah. to okay. do that. Yeah. So there's, you could watch it that way or you could watch it the way I do, which is just like, this is awesome. And it's so good. And I think for me, and tell me if you disagree, I th- I don't know if it's the three best screenwriters or the three most iconic screenwriters or the three most distinct screenwriters. But for me, the three are kind of Sorkin, Tarantino, and Gilroy. Right? Okay. And they each have their own thing that they're good at. Sorkin, like no one does dialogue quite like, like there's a dialogue. there's a cadence yeah. there's yeah. a tempo yeah there's an efficiency and it's like so much information and wit packed into 
not as few words, but as many words per minute, like as possible, right? Then you have Tarantino, who like no one does like extravagance, kind of and flair, kind of like him, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it comes out both in because you can almost hear him in a lot of his characters, right? And then you have uh, the God Tony Gilroy, and no one does office dialogue like him. And what I mean by uh, like work, like people talking about the work they do, the work other people do, the work they are doing, and makes it sound like the most interesting and the most difficult thing. But also like the simplest thing on earth. He and uh, at the at the end of the day, he brings. This is so bizarre to talk about when it comes to Star Wars. He brings a realism that is really jarring to something that is so fantastical. And so, this show set in Star Wars is really just a spy show, right? It's just about spies. There's no there's no force. There's no Jedi's. There's no Nothing like that. It's just about people working in companies that are at odds with each other. And Mm -hmm, it really mm -hmm. asks the question, like, how far would you go for, like, freedom? Like, how how oppressed would you you have to be to to rebel? That's essentially Mm -hmm. the the premise of the show. How much oppression could you tolerate before you were like, okay, I cannot take this any longer? And different people have different tolerances. And the things that like undo people's um, plans, it comes down to simple things like inventory, you know, or like attention to detail. And it's like just so refreshing to see that done masterfully when I've been inundated with movies and TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, you know, these like black boxes like oh no this is just uh there's just an explanation you know here's this artifact or here's this person that's this that we've never talked about before like it just i hate that and uh i'll be honest jen and this will be a nice segue into our honorable mentions um this is my favorite tv show of the year that's really big not only not only wait you think that's big i think it is the best tv show of the year wow the power of a late entry too you know um, yeah because i feel like if we had asked you or if the end of the year was like i don't know two months ago yeah, even a month ago even a month ago i tell even you a month I tell ago you, yeah I, this is a great segue into into honorable mentions because one of our honorable mentions i would have told you the bear yeah yeah it's I mean, they're very. I would have guessed know, the bear. I, don't even know I would have guessed different. the Abbott Elementary. I would have guessed Severance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all those are—they're all in the same tier, but it's just very. Like, do you remember a few years ago we talked about like, oh, here comes, you know, the Mandalorian, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. here's Stranger Things. Um, the only time I felt like something in that like genre that actually deserved it was like Game of Thrones, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. You know, Stranger Things, Mandalorian. I was like, I mean, cool, you get some shine, but you don't really deserve it. Um, and if Andor does not get nominated, I'm going to lose it. I'm absolutely. I mean, I don't know if it missed the cutoff. Are you, you going to throw something? I don't know. I'm going to be like, you're going to be like, oh, let's talk about. It. I'm like, no, 
No, I don't want to. I'm yes. throwing I'm throwing a temper tantrum, and you're okay. gonna have to be like, shut up. All right, I guess um, I'll just record this podcast by myself. Yeah, but I I know you're gonna watch some Mr. Beast. <laughs> you're gonna watch some Hustle tonight. I really, in 2023, I need you to check out just a few episodes. Okay. And just tell me. I mean, Richie, cousin from The Bear, is in it. Okay, that's good to know. I like I like him. I like that character. Um. What great work he's doing then, right? He's in all these yeah. things. Um, Why don't we go into the honorable mention? Stuff we've mentioned, and it's not like we like these any less, but, you know, we wanted to, to talk about the things that we talked about already. Obviously, I already mentioned one. And we've mentioned a few, right? The Bear, Abbott Elementary, um, Severance, just, like, top-notch TV shows. I feel like this was a really good year for TV shows. I think it was a fantastic year for TV shows, and there are, like, things that I haven't even watched yet that I wish I had had time to watch so that I could talk about it. But, yeah, um, I don't have a ton of honorable mentions other than, like, the stuff that we talk about all the time. So, like, I don't know yeah. if you want to throw anything else into the mix, Steve, other than, again, we literally – it's like a Well, I'm on TV, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, The Bear, Abbott Elementary, Severance. And I feel like uh, you and I talked about, oh, what were our, you know, uh, resolutions for last year? I I think if we go back, mine was, like, to watch more TV shows. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I never keep my resolutions. And I did. I feel like I watched a ton of TV this year. Proud of you. Yeah. Yeah, thanks to you. Seriously. You did it. You did it. I did it. Go me. (laughs) Yeah, no, those are those are kind of my definitely the top tier for this year for sure. Um, I wanted to just shout out again what we do in the shadows. Like they had a really strong last season, mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, and then um, I think my probably right as of right now my favorite Korean drama of this year is called Twenty Five Twenty One. If you know, you know. Like people should watch it. Um, it was very nostalgic. Uh. Yeah, I and I, you know what, Steve, I need my I need my Apple Apple Plus or yeah ID oh. because I did not Are get a you chance talk about to. Jinko? Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch it, and it was one of my favorite books of like like two years ago. Um, and it's on everybody's best of list, and I just haven't watched it yet. So, um, I'm sure it would have been on my list too if I had watched it, but I didn't. So that I'm not blaming you because I actually had access to Apple <laughs> TV like for like most of this year. I just didn't watch it. So yeah, why don't we move on to movies? So like what are your honorable mentions for movies other you know, than Top Gun? No, honestly for me it's just Top Gun because I feel like most years I watch like a lot of movies and I have like you know, movies that I did not really so like. So Hustle and Top Gun were the Hustle only movies Top that you liked this yeah. year? Yeah. Really? Really? I, Jen, I went back and, like, looked up all the movies that, like, that I watched, watched or, like, that came out. Unless there's something I'm missing that I've forgotten about, those are the only two that I like. I mean, you can put everything everywhere, like, all once in there, but even that I, like, I liked, but it wasn't, like— Which, you know, it makes me really kind of sad because, like, we did not like Wakanda Forever— I know. Um, we didn't like Doctor Strange. Was Spider Man this year or last year? That was that was uh, end of year last year. Okay, and okay. I feel like there were I a lot of movies. Spider-Man. Yeah, there were a lot of movies I was like into, exci- excited about. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And each time, I did not like. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I'm just going to throw out uh, Turning Red. I thought it was very, very sweet, very cute. Ah, got it. Um, please finish it. I will. And I... you know what? I highly enjoyed Marcel the Shell with shoes on. It is a... Uh, I can't believe it. I mean, I can't is... believe it. It's just like... It was really, really was just what I needed on a plane ride, you know? Um, <laughs> it was exactly what you think it is going to be yeah it's exactly what you think it's going to be um could it have been a 20 minute movie yeah (laughs) but (laughs) but i love the character and i love marcel so much when it first came out like years Mm. ago and like it was just like it was just like a nice like hug from an old friend you know um and you know there's a lot like the whole time though when i'm watching the movie i'm literally like how is that possible like just some of the logistical not like logistical of like making the movie but like i'm like how can marcel pop that popcorn or how like (laughs) you gotta suspend your belief a lot because there are certain things that he does or like the shells do that i'm just like i'm i'm pretty like i don't get it like can you explain to me like how he got from point a to point b or didn't get eaten by like this like gigantic bear but whatever it's it is what it is and they thought it was really cute so but you're right like i don't know i don't know that i like loved a lot of a ton of things that came out yeah i'm hoping uh like genuinely hoping that um it'll be different next year but i mean i don't know but you have but the year is not over as of the year's not over the year's not over we are still we're towards the end admittedly mm-hmm. towards the end of december but uh you know when we were talking um before we recorded i told you that i wanted to to say this you know on the record we reserve the right to add things to our list because there are two movies that i think you and i well maybe more so me than than you for one of them i think you and i are both very high and i think everything we've heard and uh, yeah, any, everything we've heard so far indicates that we are correct in that uh, Glass Onion is going to be awesome. I'm the very excited. Sequel to Sequel to Knives, Knives Out. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited for that to come out on Netflix. I think like um, I tried to watch it in the limited one week release and I just couldn't find time. Mm. Uh, I'm very excited for that i'm very much looking forward to that i think you know my wife and i had even mentioned doing like a watch party Mm. like hosting it at our place you and i can talk about that um later and so i think i ask you this once a week but when is it coming out the 23rd it's coming out okay okay (laughs) oh it's coming out very soon it's coming out yeah yeah it's this week Yeah, yeah yeah um so there's that and then i have been shocked absolutely shocked at some of the reviews for Avatar Way of Water, and my, I can't help it, Jen, I can't help it, this is just, like, the way I am, the way I'm built, my, I can't help but, like, have my expectations go up. Wait, what is its Rotten Tomatoes rating? Oh, I have no idea. Hold on, I'm gonna keep talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, f- from every indication, um, it is superior to the original, which, I don't know, um, that may not say much for you, um, but everyone talks about, and I think, especially now that we're in an age where CGI is used so much, you know, and people talk about, and we've mentioned this on this podcast, how different movies, different TV shows, you're just like, what? Like, how, like, how have, how has CGI gotten worse? And this is just like, 
totally not that. Like it, like the difference between the original Avatar and the you know the CGI being used in that year, that gap still exists between the CGI now, which I guess may not be saying much, and and Avatar two. Mm-hmm. And so, from everything that I've heard, this is definitely better than the original. I remember thinking, I mean, I didn't, I've never watched it more than once, but I remember thinking like, oh, that was good, like super long. That was but fine. Yeah, it was fine. But you yeah. know, I think for a sequel that is way later and something that is this expensive, for lack of a better uh, word, and to put it around the right context that is actually saying something yeah yeah totally um i mean 78 percent on rotten tomatoes uh and the original avatar has 82 percent, so it's up there oh okay. okay yeah yeah i mean you're gonna have to tell me how it is because i am not like rushing out to go watch this i, I also don't even know if you have the time personally so i will i will watch it for the two of us Great. and i will let you know Great. Give me the Cliff Zone version. Yes. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. And if you feel like I really need to go watch it, then I'll go. I'll try to go watch it. But yeah, I don't really care about these <laughs> blue things. Okay. I don't but know why. It, I don't but know it, why I do. But I, <laughs> um, it did make $134 million this opening weekend. So I don't know if that's enough to make it. I don't know if that's enough to keep. Uh, I don't know if it's on track then to like eventually, you know, uh, uh, be on par with or like beat like the ultimate like um, run that the original Avatar had. But, mm. you know, like I said before, I'm more interested in seeing how this goes versus like the actual movie itself. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to watch it and then I'll let you know. I'll let you know okay. how it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we'd reserve the right for those. Did you want to talk about like um, pop culture stuff from the year in yeah, general? Yeah. Let's never forget these moments, okay? Let me run these things. Oh, okay. Let run, run. Let's do it. Um, twenty twenty two brought us um, Will Smith ruining the institution known as the Oscars. Yo, I forgot about that. You know, um, Mr. Nice Guy proving that he may need some managing of his anger uh and being banned for like i don't know a decade from the oscars um yeah no that was that was insane that like dominated the news cycle for a couple of months um you got your you got our um benefer reunion and wedding this year which was insane also um i feel really weird about that one just because i'm a huge jennifer garner fan and i always think it's just like really weird like the narrative being like they made their way back to each other and i'm like okay yeah but like these two people but also had like other relationships and had children and like it just feels like such a weird like i get it i get this like happily ever after kind of thing but like it, it's not that jennifer garner mark anthony all these uh all these a like these people aren't doing well but like i don't know like i sometimes i'm just like mm, okay i don't love this um i also don't love it because i'm like mm, like this is like your fourth marriage this is like a third marriage. like what what's to say that this is like the end all feel like i feel like everyone's just like going fuck wild for something that like very well could be not a thing in a couple of years whatever wish them the best um we had our don't worry darling drama um 
Olivia Wilde being villain, like vilified, um, skewered. And I guess in the, at the end of the day, it not all press is good because it didn't do that well. Uh, and I don't know, Olivia and Harry ended up breaking up anyway. So like, was it worth it? I'm not sure, but that dominated the news cycle for a while. We had our, um, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial, which was insane to what me. What a hot mess. Hot freaking mess but also just like the misogyny and like the way that people come to like Johnny Depp's defense like I cannot even like I like I literally want to have like I have like palpitations like thinking about like how fucked up all of that is so that happened um and then you know Queen Elizabeth died which is not as big of a deal to us in the states but then just opens up like the questioning of the importance and the existence of the monarchy. And now you have the Harry and Meghan doc on Netflix. That's like opening up to all this other stuff. So it's, you haven't heard the last of the Royal family. And, but it was such like, yeah, I mean, like if you, if you, I feel for like the Brits, like if you, if you are British, like she was your queen for all of your life, most likely. And that's, that's a weird thing to, you know, like for us, like we have like presidents that come and go and thank God. Um, and like nothing that lasts like forever. And that felt like it was going to last forever. Cause she like lived she had been for so forever. long and she had been queen forever. So, you know, really the end of an era. And um, I just found all of that really fascinating and I still haven't watched the crown yet, but now I'm like much more interested in watching the crown and kind of seeing like where, where all of that came from. So I think those are the big, big, big moments. Oh, uh, Sorry, my personal favorite is the funny girl drama. Do you know about this? No, um, what is that? Uh, so funny girl is a uh, Broadway musical and movie that made oh Barbara Streisand mm-hmm. famous essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. for years and years, like it is the one movie and musical that people have talked about remaking that like just have never gotten off the ground. And like, um, you know, our pal <laughs> Leah Michelle of Glee fame, um, they people joke that like her entire life, um, and her entire career has been one long audition to be Funny Girl because she like idolizes Barbara Streisand idolizes funny girls so much like to the point like it's like yeah okay we get it leah like if they ever do a remake like you should be like whatever and so when they announced that um they were going to remake funny girl on broadway um they announced that it would the role of um fanny bryce would go to beanie feldstein who you may know as um the girl from Lady Bird, not the girl the actress from Lady Bird and um book smart but also jonah hill's sister mm-hmm. um and she has also spoken very publicly about how she had a funny girl themed birthday party when she was three. And so it was like one of those things where, and then it just like dug up like all these like things where like people then started like really railing on Leah Michelle and being like, this is what happens when you're a terrible person. Cause there's all these rumors that she's racist and terrible to work for. Wait, and blah, wait, blah, can blah. I ask, can mm-hmm. I ask you? Can I mm-hmm. ask you Are you going to, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. So when you first mentioned this to me, I was, I had no idea what you were talking about. And then you said the her name Leah Michelle. Right? <laughs> and you're like, wait and a minute. The, and you were talking about like rumors and stuff. And I was like, you know, I've heard this rumor, and I need you to verify this for me. I've heard she's the one, right? 
mm-hmm. where there are rumors that she's illiterate, right? Mm-hmm. It is so, my is she... favorite. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> like, but how is that, how I does don't... that how does that happen? How does that how does how does a rumor like well, that happen? Well, Steve, it's it's this conspiracy theory. I don't even know. That makes it sound really serious. Obviously, none of this is serious, and I don't think she's illiterate. But this rumor that she has she does not know how to read has been like a thing for years now, and um. I think it can be traced back to um, a pop culture podcast where, like, the hosts were like, uh, I think it goes back to, there's a section in a, in a Naya Rivera, um, who passed away um, a couple of years ago, um, uh, was the cast member on Glee. And she, I remember, I remember. Um, there's a section in the book where she says that, like, Leah refused to improvise with, with like, a like a guest star on the show um and that made his like um that made like the the this guest host like the guest star like his granddaughter who was there like cry and like um that like snowballed into like maybe like maybe she can't improvise because like she has memorized the script like verbatim but like not through reading like she can't read what? and like that spiraled into literally like um the the origin of like the rumor not the origin of the rumor itself but the origin is that like because she made her broadway debut in les mis at like when she was like eight uh-huh. like she just has never found the time to learn That's how to read crazy. or write and so then they, so then it's like people, she pays people to do it for her, right? So then that's where it starts. And then, yes, and then, and then, yes, and then, quote unquote, like, not quote unquote, but like, then, like, another piece of evidence, quote unquote, evidence is that, like, she has this, like, long standing working relationship with Ryan Murphy, who is the creator of Glee. Right. And um, she only has worked, she exclusively really only works with Ryan Murphy because Ryan Murphy is in on her secret and like feeds her her lines. Like so, that. like, then there's that. And then there's like photos. I love it. I love um, this it's stuff. so much, it's so fun. Like, you, Leah Michelle actually has published like two books. Like, so, oh, like, then oh. it's like, then people are just like, well, then how was she? And then it's like, well, one, you can have ghostwriters, but two, oh. these books, like, are like lifestyle books and they're mostly made up of like, pictures and recipes and like it's not even so then it's just like like all this stuff like adds to this rumor and then the fact that leah michelle has never like addressed it because i think she's sort of leaning into being like it's a joke but like she's also self-serious so she like refuses to like even engage with it and then people are just like well if you're not gonna say yes or no then like we're just gonna keep doing this and like you don't know how to read so it like she hasn't helped the situation but it's just so funny to me how like something can like blow up so much Uh, and then there's all these pictures apparently of like her like you know like at a signing but like her name's already signed and like it's just like (laughs) it's like it's stuff like that that like just kind of adds to all this stuff so going back to the funny girl drama like um people like were like oh well it does but my my favorite thing is like so when beanie feldstein got cast over leah michelle people were just like oh it's okay as long as leah doesn't read the news like she won't know oh um, my god <laughs> and it's just like what the like this poor girl who like this has been her dream and like she like literally lost out on her part whatever but anyways fast forward to a couple months later funny girl opens 
and apparently Beanie Feldstein and the production is like terrible. Like it's not mm. good. And so they're losing money like crazy. And then it's like all these rumors like, okay, well then they have to do something about it because they're losing money and she's not good. So then it's announced that like Beanie's going to like leave the show. Um, and so then as soon as that announcement gets made, then, then people are just like, well, like, are they going to cast Leah Michelle? Like, is this Leah Michelle even want to do this after what's happened? And then it, and then they like make that announcement that like, she's going to join the show. And so like, all of this is also like, wrapped up in the fact that like Leah Michelle is very very disliked in the industry like people have come out and said like all yeah. of her Klee co-stars have, have been like she's the worst person ever to work with like a black co-star of hers like literally made all these allegations that she was like basically like she has made a lot of racist comments so like you know, for me, I just wanted to see a world in which, like, no, I don't want Funny Girl to cast Leah Michelle because I don't want there to be a world, like, if you're talented enough and you can be a shitty human being, but, like, you'll still land jobs and you'll still get to do yeah. things. And yeah. that's what ended up happening. And Steve, like, the minute that the musical opened with her in it, like, she apparently is so good in it. Like... All the reviews are unanimously like, no, like this role was meant for her. So like, it is what it is. And like, she's been on Broadway since like September and like, it's, it's, I think doing decently. And she's like, really, I don't know, like, this is the role that was made for her. So like, after all of that, like the moral, like, there's no moral of the story here, but like, but that drama was like, really, really fun too. And it was basically like Broadway drama, which is not like, mainstream like all the stuff that I talked about before like you like I think you understand and get because it's in our mainstream media but this is like very like Broadway yeah. but um but you know I think it was just so funny because of the whole illiterate thing that like I it's just like, it's literally it's so it's my favorite it was something ever. that like yeah. as soon as you said I don't again I don't know anything about this Broadway stuff and as soon as you said Lee Michelle I was like oh is she illiterate yeah 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 I think it's just, like, a huge part of it is just fueled by the public's perception, yeah, oh, right? 100%. Like, it's just, like, 100%. if you weren't an awful the fact person, that like, it wouldn't like, be. Yeah. yeah, but the fact that it's, like, 0.05% possible makes mm -hmm. it so much more fun. Yeah, when you're like, well, can she read? I I literally can't tell you no for 100%, like, 100% no. Like, yes, because I, I don't know. I love it. Um, <sighs> so no, that's, that's, that. that's 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 the perfect way to end talking about 2022 um let's talk about then our last obsessions of the year yeah right so what is what is the last thing you know can i go first actually yeah absolutely okay. so my last obsession of 2022 um that we're going to talk about anyway is i'm not a huge like anime person <laughs> um i've watched some um but like I have this circle of people that I interact with digitally and uh, it, they're like friends of friends or like people that like I game with online or whatever. And they are like pretty into like anime and stuff. And I don't know how I get a sense of this, but in the anime world, the, the, the show that seems to be the most zeitgeisty right now and has been for a few years seems to be this show called Attack on Titan. And I watched, and, you know, it's ongoing. They're coming out with the final season. 
And so I used that as an opportunity to like watch it. And Jen, I am both confused in terms of the show and both my emotions about the show. It is the trippiest thing, not the trippiest. It's just like one of the weirdest things I've ever watched. I don't dislike it, but I also can't say that I like it. But I can't stop watching it. Yeah, I was like, are you hate watching through this? And you're no, like, it's no, not a hate watch. Hate I've, I've, I've hate watched things before. I don't hate watch it. It's just so weird. And I'm I would never ask you to watch this. But do you I think, might do you think I <laughs> like it? No, 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 no. You would well let me finish it first. I'm only on like season two. Um, it's just so weird. Wait, it's can so I just bizarre. Say, when you described it to me, the only I, I'm reason not gonna, why I'm not going to describe it because okay. it, it's it, but yeah, I described it to you, and I don't know. I don't know, Jen. The only I, reason why I thought I might not not like it is because I think I talked about it on the podcast before, but I watched a Korean drama earlier this year called Hellbound. And, like, mm-hmm. it's not, like, what you're saying about these layers of Earth and humans eating humans. I'm describing the show now. But um, but it had to do with humanity and the fight for it, and I just was really into it. So maybe I would be into it. Let me let me keep watching it. Okay. And I'll let you know. Okay, let me okay. keep watching it. Um. Yeah, let me keep watching it, and I'll let you know. But in general, no, don't okay. don't watch it yet. Okay. Please don't watch it yet. Okay. Let me let me vet it more for you, okay? Okay, because this isn't like Andor or Hustle. Like you can't vouch yeah, for it exactly. just yet. Exactly. 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 So what, okay. about, what's your what's your last obsession of the year? My last obsession of the year is a sports documentary, thanks to our friend Paul, who recommended it, because now I'm into soccer. It's called All or Nothing. It's a series on Amazon Prime that follows, each season follows, like, either, like, an NFL team or a Premier League team um, around some central issues that each team is facing. The season, I can't pretend that I'm going to watch more than this season but the season that I'm watching is um is the Tottenham Spurs um which is a team which is a premier league team so premier league is like you know like the UK London wait can I can I interrupt for a second yes yes I remembered what it was that you said and you were like I don't actually know what I'm saying I asked you the difference between the premier league and the champions league and you started talking about it you're like I actually have no idea what I'm talking about no I don't know I don't know (laughs) I don't know. But I think you're going to find out, and then you'll explain it to me. Yes, the Premier League is, like, the top of the top. Like, I think as a soccer player, you want to play for the Premier League. Um, In Yeah, in general. Uh, I think, I forget what the Spain League is called, but I think that's probably, like, two. I don't know what I'm saying. So, anyways, Premier League, you (laughs) want to, the top of the top players play. Tottenham Spurs um, is a, I would say they're not, like, the top teams, although this season they're playing, they're doing pretty well. So I think right now in current rankings are number four, but this, this follows the season. This follows the team through a season of change. So like they've just changed. um, uh, They, the, the coach that had been with them for the last five years got sacked because they weren't doing well. So they bring in a new coach. And then also, I think this is the beginning of like COVID season maybe. So, um, 
I'm super into it. I love getting glimpses of um, Hung Min Son or Son Hung Min, who is, or Sunny, um, who is, you know, my favorite person and um, is uh, number seven. Uh, and it's just interesting to watch just the players interact and the coaches and kind of like, a you know, like obviously soccer is also a business, like all these sports teams are also a business. And like, as right. a general manager, you're trying to figure out like, um, how to keep making money and you do only do that when you're winning and the coaches being sacked is all that stuff. So like, it's, it's so fun. I don't know. I'm into it. Um, I think all or nothing, um, again, an Amazon prime series, uh, has also followed like maybe the Detroit lions. Um, the, um, I think the latest season is following arsenal. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it, it's, there's something for everyone in terms of like, you can either like, I think there's the Philadelphia Eagles, the Carolina Panthers, like, so if you like football, like they've done a couple of seasons where they're following some NFL teams. And then if you like soccer, um, they're like Manchester, Arsenal, um, uh, Tottenham Spurs, like they're, they follow them. So I would recommend it. Thanks, Very Paul. Cool. Very cool. All right. Um, well, it's been great doing this for another year. Yeah. Can't wait to do this for another, another year. Yes. Um, so, you know, we will see you all back in 2023 um hopefully no not hopefully we will have seen glass onion by then mm -hmm. uh, i i will have watched avatar we'll see if if you have um so you know thanks to everyone for you know hearing us ramble yeah for, we really ramble. Yeah, yeah um so remember to rate review subscribe on itunes spotify soundcloud wherever you get your podcast uh jen you want to close us out say bye one last time 2022 um happy healthy holidays and new year everyone we'll talk to you or we'll um come at you uh next year <laughs>